Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to Americana Station Podcast. It is your host, Will Payne Harrison. Uh, and today on the podcast, I have an incredible guest, Zach Russell, who just released his EP. And um, it's really, really good. Um, one of the best EPs I've heard this year, and I'm excited for you to hear it all. Um, <clears throat> happy Valentine's Day. Well, it will. by the time you hear this, it'll probably be after Valentine's Day. So go get that candy. Uh, if you're in Nashville, you probably can't, though, because there's about to be a snowstorm this Monday, the day after Valentine's Day, the day that this releases. Um, my Valentine this year is my sweet new baby daughter, uh, Evelyn. And uh, I'm really, really proud that I uh, am a dad now. And uh, that's exciting news. It's also the reason why uh, I had to slow down a little bit on this podcast. Can't do it weekly anymore. Trying to do it every two weeks. Uh, what else is going on? Lots of new music. Um, I want to give a shout out to my good friends, Dave's Highway. They just released a two song EP and uh, they are trying to get play on modern country radio. It's, it's, uh, I mean, these songs are great. They sound awesome. These are good friends of mine. Um, if you don't know Dave's Highway, um, both Zach and Delaney sang harmonies for Jacqueline, uh, my, first single on living with ghosts, uh, as well as, uh, shoot, there's another song on there that they sang on. Uh, it's the gospel and I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but yeah, they're, uh, brother, sister trio, um, that are doing some country pop country songs. So if you're into pop country type stuff, you definitely should check out Dave's highway. They're really good friends of mine. And, uh, they've actually been on the podcast before. I think they did the Americana, uh, fest episode way back in the day, like almost two years ago now. Uh, Zach has a new record out, which is incredibly great. Um, I know Eric Bolander has a new single coming out or just came out, um, and he's going to be on the podcast soon. The Rough and Tumble have some new music out. Check out their new music. Uh, they're incredible. I spoke to them uh, the day after I spoke to Zach, actually, and uh, they'll be up on the podcast soon. Um, if you have any suggestions on people that should be on the podcast, um, please send me a message. Uh, I'm at Will P. Harrison on Twitter, um, or you can send it to at Maricana Station, no A, on Twitter as well. I'm also at Will Payne Harrison, P-A-Y-N-E, because that's my artist name, on Instagram. But, you know, the handles aren't long enough on Twitter, unfortunately. So I'm at Will P. Harrison, no pain, just P, uh, on Twitter. But, yeah, uh, so... If you have any any up and coming musicians that you want to suggest, uh, definitely get at me. Twitter's the one I, I do the most, um, and of course Instagram. I I post funny memes and stuff in my uh, stories, and occasionally post pictures. Uh, yeah, you can see my announcement with my cigar. Uh, the, you know, the day after I think my daughter was born uh, on my Instagram page as well. Um, what else is going on? The world is um, hopefully getting better. Hopefully touring will open up later this year. Um, I've, I've had a few people reach out to me about uh, possibly doing some shows later in the year, uh, and that, that that's exciting to me. And I, I hope that other people, um, other musicians are getting similar offers and that things are starting to look brighter and that we can get out and uh, play hopefully by the end of 2021. Oh, yeah. Um, I started pre-production on my record. Uh, I have uh, demoed most of the songs. Um, I have some exciting surprises coming up on the record. 
And uh, yeah, so make sure that you follow me on all the social media platforms so you're updated. And I think I might be doing some uh, band camp or Patreon type stuff soon. So uh, we'll get that kicked off. I'm definitely going to be doing some uh, vinyl records and things like that. So make sure that you are following me if you are interested in my music. Um, make sure you're also following It's Zach Russell on Instagram and uh, Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, Zach is killing it. This music sounds so good. It's such a great record. I'm really proud to have him on. Uh, I'm glad that he uh, asked to be on. Um, and yeah, so we're going to get started with that. But first, I'm going to ask you one thing. If you enjoy this podcast, and I hope that you do, would you please go rate and review? Um, give give us a little five star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast is uh, platform is, and uh, just leave a little uh, review. Just say something uh, nice about it. it. It really helps with. Uh, we we got to beat out uh, the Keekers and Ferg podcast. You know they're the number one podcast, and um, they threw some shade on me uh, on last week's episode or a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I just I need you your help to beat Kickers and Fergs and become the number one podcast. Um, yeah. So without further ado, we're going to start talking about Zach Russell. Zach Russell is a country singer songwriter from Carryville, a small mountain town in East Tennessee. His father worked in the coal mines and his mother worked in healthcare as a nurse. He grew up playing guitar and singing old hymns in Southern Baptist churches as he attended three times a week. After studying songwriting at MTSU in the fall of 2018, Zach took a gig selling merch for Tyler Childers and the Food Stamps. Forming important relationships with members of the band who are now featured on his upcoming record, The Creek, he continues to find inspiration from his hometown and upbringing. Themes of his music include balance of spiritual and carnal, Appalachian heritage, and working class conditions. Without further ado, here's Zach Russell. How come some days everything sweeter? Get that, I'm gonna get that vax, dog. Yeah, gotta get that vax. <laughs> uh, so, man, thanks for coming on the show. I'm recording now, so we can roll with it. Uh, yeah, appreciate you coming on. I heard uh, some some of the music. You got two singles right now on Spotify, and uh, you've got. February 12th, you've got the full album coming out. Uh, the shit that's on Spotify right now is fire, man. It's really good. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, I, I released that back in like April. That was just like a, just like two singles was all that, all that that was. And, uh, so this one next, this next one's a, I guess it's an EP. It's five songs. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm excited about it. So, uh, where did you record the new EP at? We recorded it at uh, Brown Owl over, oh, yeah. in, over in Berry Hill. Hell yeah. That's a sweet place, yeah. man. It's, it's got vibes. Yeah, it's a nice room. That's where I did the last singles, too. And it's, um, yeah, it's just comfortable in there. It's not like over the top where you feel like, just out of your element you know it's still just like a like a living room vibe and which i i like yeah yeah you feel like you're like hanging at your friend's apartment kind of yeah just like you're 
setting up jamming in a house. Yeah. Um, so you're originally from Carryville in East Tennessee. Yeah, it's uh, about about thirty miles up seventy five from Knoxville, and about halfway between Knoxville and and like Williamsburg, Kentucky. So it's a little tiny town. Uh, were you? Did you grow up playing music, uh, or is this something you learned later? Yeah, I started. I started playing music for my. I guess like my first experience was playing in my my church band, like my old Southern Baptist Red Book Hymnal type music. And uh, yeah, I just started playing guitar there. And then that's kind of where it all started. So that was probably about, I was probably 13 or 14 when I started. So I've been playing for a while now, I guess. Yeah. Did you... um... You, so you mostly just did old hymns and Southern Baptist, uh, like church music and stuff like that. Did you like branch out into like, uh, bluegrass and stuff being from, you know, East Tennessee? Um, a little bit. I never really got, oh, excuse me, into the, uh, like the bluegrass, you know, canon. Um, I did like, a solo project of mine probably about around the age like i don't know 17 18 i started making like americanish type music like i was really into like bright eyes and (laughs) um, (laughs) guys like that Uh, city and color was another band that i was really into at the time and so it's kind of it wasn't quite as uh country as I am, as my stuff recently is, but it's like headed in that vein for sure. Yeah. Did you like grow up on uh, country music or is that something you kind of discovered uh, later on? It was, it was definitely around. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with like old hymnal music, but uh, bluegrass and, and that, and old hymns like they kind of overlap and share a lot of like the same sounds and like especially in like the chord structures and the chord formats songs and stuff you know kind of take on that uh they kind of share a a similar backbone and so i was so that's i started there and then um my parents always had like leonard skinnerd and um Almond Brothers, like Leonard Skinner was the first band I ever remember as a kid, like really being into, you know, like seven or eight years old. Like I always loved that song, um, That Smell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand what it was about then, but that, that, that was a song I was super into. Mine was Give Me Three Steps. That was my jam. I like that one too. That was another good one. <laughs> Yeah, I grew up on uh, a lot of Credence uh, and Leonard Skinner. That was kind of my, that was my country music growing up, you know, because uh, I hated the like '90s, 2000, early 2000s, like pop country. I didn't know there was yeah. anything beyond that. So, um, I know a lot of people are into that era of country, but I'm still like just can't really 
get into it um, still to this day. But yeah, there's a lot of CCR around around the house too. Back yeah. when um, you buy CDs, I remember we had like a CCR, like greatest hits or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I have the live album on vinyl. My parents um, were always like, you know, a few things behind. So like I have, we had vinyl <laughs> and uh, cassette tapes. I have a Cosmos factory on cassette tape, like the original cassette from the release. It's pretty awesome. Oh, that's cool. I haven't, I haven't, I don't think I've seen a cassette tape in God knows how long. Dude, you got to come over sometime and see my collection. It's, <laughs> it's, it's lit. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. I know there was um, there for a while. It was kind of like an underground punk thing to do like a few years like yeah. five, 10 years ago or something like people were putting out cassette tapes, which I just thought like, I don't, who even has the equipment to play that nowadays? But that was like a big thing. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. That was, that was my thing is like, there's not really like no one in there has cassettes in their car anymore. Like who's, but I think it was just cause it was so cheap. Like you could, you could literally, uh, you know, buy like a hundred cassettes for like a hundred bucks or something or less than that, you know? So yeah, it was just like really cost effective and kind of uh niche. Yeah, I definitely, I see the appeal of it, I suppose, you know, like, and like tape does have a very specific sound like vinyl does too. It is like a really warm quality, just like, yeah like, uh, i remember did you ever have like um like a cassette adapter yeah for your car uh-huh. you know like even even when it's the sound went through that you know if you're running it off like a walkman or something it was uh it would color it in a certain way that i could see how people would be into that yeah yeah i remember at one point they had like a bluetooth one and we'd be playing bluetooth uh, like in the old tour van, it had uh, a, t- a tape deck, and and the the dudes and like we were on tour with at one point also had a the same thing. And then uh, because their Bluetooth signal was stronger than ours, like it would uh, take over our car as well if they were driving beside oh, us. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've done that before. You know, like set it to the radio station of your buddies in front of you, and and uh, pick up what they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> So have you done uh, much touring uh, with your solo act or um, cause I did get, you know, we, we tweeted before we started this and um, Justin Belcher says to ask him if save the city will ever make a comeback. <laughs> uh, I, I did a little bit of touring as, as myself, nothing, no like big tours or anything, but I, I had my, you know, circuit I would hit around, you know, like Virginia and Kentucky, Tennessee, you know. Um, but also he's referring to, I had like a metal band, metal oh. hardcore band when I was, this has probably been 10, 11 years ago now. Um, and we, we played quite a bit, um, did a decent bit of traveling and, you know, had a, we all pitched in and bought like a little van and gutted it and put a lazy boy and stuff in it. <laughs> uh, 
so, but other than that, not much aside from, you know, like touring, doing merchandise, uh, yeah. With, with Tyler. Yeah. Yes. So you've been doing that since 2018. Yeah, it's, I think it was October of 2018, I think is when I started. That's awesome. And you've actually yeah, opened for Tyler uh, before, right? Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, to, the, to the misfortune of, of the opening act that was scheduled to play. They all came down with the, with the flu in oh, D.C. Okay. So they didn't have an opening act and so I got to go out and and play a few songs and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy because that was like one of the biggest venues on the run. So it was a sold out six thousand person crowd, and I was like, I like I remember I came off stage and like the you know like the guys from Tyler's band were standing there watching, and I was just like, How do you guys do this every night? Like I, <laughs> that was the most scared I've ever been in my entire life. Were you solo on that night? Yeah, well, um, so what happened is Kyle, Kyle Crownover, he he was playing. Um, he got asked to open because the band dropped off and he had me out as like a guest for a, for a couple songs. And so Kyle like sang, sang a little bit of harmonies with me. But other than that, yeah, I was solo that's awesome that's super cool yeah uh i uh toured in matt butcher and the schoolyard band back in like 2015 and uh we got to do like uh a weekend run with uh, opening for the avid brothers and um wow they did uh uh an amphitheater in tampa i think it was tampa that was like uh, I think it was like about that five or 6,000 and dude, you're not lying. Like, it's just <laughs> insane to see, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like at that, at that number of people, like you look out and you don't see any individuals, you know what I mean? It's just right. like, it's just a crowd that has a personality of its own. Almost. It's not like individual personalities any longer. It's, it's yeah. pretty strange. Yeah. And like, I'll meet people and be their friends and, um, find out that they were at that concert. I was like, Oh yeah, I was in the opening band. They're like, what? (laughs) I saw you play. So yeah, it's like super, it's super cool to get that experience. And definitely like, I also, we can relate to that. I I was in a metal band when I was younger uh, as well. And, um, we're like a progressive hardcore or whatever you want to call it. And yeah, uh, we we did some dates with uh this band as cities burn who were pretty big oh, dude that's on my top list of like five favorite bands of all time oh really as cities burn yeah, yeah like yeah they're from louisiana I've seen and so them, we i've seen them i've seen them probably three or four times too like yeah they're super cool dudes they're still you know friends of mine but um yeah, like before that, like that was like the biggest crowd I'd ever played for, you know, maybe like a thousand people or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like there's there's a huge difference between five and I mean, oh, yeah, like six and one thousand people, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the idea is to I think 
I should maybe work my way up to that before I make that my normal. <laughs> yeah, and, no kidding. Yeah, like start off at a couple, start off at a um, couple hundred and we'll see you, how I feel. You got to have the, you got to be able to see the hecklers, you know, and have the shitty gigs. The yeah. PA is not working, you know. I've definitely played my share of those are in the corner of a of yeah. a bar with a with the TV on behind you and it's like nobody's watching me they're just like looking over my head you know just, they start like clapping like very excitedly and you're like oh they like that <laughs> song but it's like you know no. their favorite sports team just scored <laughs> the the sports team just sports very well and they're very excited <laughs> about it uh yeah uh, so you're releasing this in um, February, February 12th. Uh, are you mm-hmm. going to be uh, doing any like uh, live streams to support it or anything like that? Uh, probably not immediately. Uh, um, honestly, I've not thought about it. I may change my mind and decide to do something here soon. But at the time, I don't have anything scheduled for that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, do you have a website that, um, people can visit to see what you got going on? Uh, I just use my socials. Um, I have a website that's being worked on currently and getting some merch lined up and I'll have to shoot you the link for that when that gets, when that gets finished, I'm still waiting on some folks to, to tie all those ends together but at the time being uh you can always keep up with me on instagram or twitter those are probably my two my two most frequented places at it's zach russell with an h yeah on twitter and then instagram it is joseph zachariah russell was my full name my girlfriend was just telling me the other day that I needed to make those all the same. So I'm going to have to do that too. Yeah. Your girlfriend is correct. <laughs> yeah. Except it yeah. sucks because, uh, you know, mine's Will Payne Harrison, which on most platforms I can do, but on Twitter it has to be Will P Harrison. So that's kind of annoying. Don't, don't have enough letters for it or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Will P Harrison is the limit that you can have is, uh, your name on Twitter. So lame. Yeah, I know. Well, and, and this, uh, podcast Twitter is at America's uh, at Americana station. I made that at the a, because it was too many letters. <laughs> I remember seeing that and I was like, Oh, that's, I just thought maybe you're trying to be funny or something. <laughs> <laughs> No, I ran out of letters because it was America. <laughs> and then uh, that was just confusing because everybody was getting it wrong. So it doesn't sound like a lot of letters. I know. Highways. It doesn't seem like it should increase that limit a little, a little bit. Well, yeah, Americana Highways, too. They're highways with H I instead of H I G H because theirs is too mm-hmm. long. That's Twitter for you, man. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, so, yeah, uh, with the songs on the, the record, um, 
who were they self-produced or did someone produce them for you? Um, Kyle Crownover was actually the producer on that. Um, and he produced the last two singles as well. Okay. And, and um, from the number two podcast. <laughs> you can take that up with him. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kyle, Kyle produced those for me. Um, and our buddy, Robbie Archtress did the engineering. So he's the, the, the studio brains on uh, that for us. Who was playing on the, the tracks? Cause it sounds really good, man. Oh, thank you. Um, not me. <laughs> uh, so we've got, we had uh, Axel Coe on, on the drums. And then we had Chaz Covington on bass. Uh, Chaz plays for a girl named Gabby Barrett. Um, it's our buddy, been our buddy for a long time. Uh, Matt Helmkamp played the electrics and he plays for Ashley McBride. Nice. And then we had Jesse Wells and James Barker from uh, Tyler Childers band uh, play. So Jesse played like mandolin and fiddle. Um, it's kind of like auxiliary stuff, just kind of whatever we let him do whatever he wanted to do because he definitely Dude, knows yeah. the best. <laughs> Killer fiddle player. Oh man. And James played still. Um, and uh, was Gabe Klein played the pianos and the organs. That's awesome. So a lot of, a lot of people that made me sound a lot better than what I am. Well, I mean, they just played around some pretty damn good songs, man. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, when you're when you're writing, like how I, I love to ask about the writing process. Uh, are you someone that like completes it very quickly, or do you like sit with it for a while and kind of come back to it? Uh, it really depends. Um, sometimes it's very quick, like. Like there's a song on there, just uh, one more. And that song I wrote in, I mean, maybe 10 minutes. And then there's other ones like like The Creek, uh, you know, that I, I sat with for, you know, a couple months. Um, and a lot of times it, you know, like The Creek, or not The Creek, one more. I, you ever watch Key and Pill? Yeah, yeah. So there's in the theme song, I thought it said I I want it, but I but I don't need it. Yeah, whatever he says there, and I was like, it's like, oh, that's a good idea for a song. Like I want it, but I don't need it. So um so then I just start off just one just one more, you know, just just kind of built up that. So it's just it's kind of Sometimes it'll just be something that occurs to me and and sometimes I'll write an entire lyrics worth of or entire songs worth of lyrics while I'm 
smoking a cigarette um, and then come back in and start playing the guitar and it's done. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes I think of an idea and I let myself marinate on it for a while. It seems like getting started, like the first line is always like the hardest and kind of know where to start a story. And sometimes it's something you sit with for a while and and it's just all over the place. So you usually have a set process. Yeah. Do you usually like write, start the lyrics first and then uh, bring in the guitar? It's kind of what it sounded like you were saying. Often, often it seems like I start, I have an idea. You know, I, I try to start with ideas, yeah. um, you know, and, and really think on, you know, think on a topic and think on a subject and see if there's enough substance there to, to form something worth saying out of. And then after that, it's like, okay, well, how do I, how do I tell, how do I start expressing this? You know, how do I, am I putting myself in the shoes of someone that's experiencing this thing, this emotion, this story, or am I just describing myself or, um, and then sometimes I'd, pick up a guitar and just start humming. But more often than not, it's, I think about the topic and the lyrics and kind of start humming to myself, just or trying to sing something or trying to come up with something catchy and then, and then find, and then put, add guitar behind it is usually, usually what ends up happening. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm always like, I'm always like singing, singing stupid things all the time. Anyway, you know, like you know, like Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. He's always just <laughs> singing about like what he's doing. Like sometimes that's what where my songs come from too. They're just singing about something stupid that I'm doing. It's like, oh, that could be kind of cool, actually. Dude, I totally do that sometimes. Whenever like uh, I've got like a, a melody and a, you know you know maybe i catch a guitar part and i have no idea what i'll just be like i'm writing a song i don't know what the fuck i'm saying you know like yeah until you like find the melody in it and yeah placeholders Mm -hmm. definitely do do any of the placeholders ever make it into the songs for sure i mean and sometimes i just like sometimes placeholders are just do to do's and la la la's and and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, So obviously those don't make it, but but sometimes it's, it's just something, something silly you thought was stupid just ends up working, you know? And it's like, Oh, they ain't broke. Yeah. So you went to MTSU were you studying songwriting there or what was your major? Uh, yeah, I graduated when I graduated, my major was, was songwriting. Um, I started out as, as music theory just cause like I, 
I didn't really know what I exactly what I wanted to do when I started. I thought music theory would maybe be more creative than what it turned out to be. <laughs> yeah. It's just like analyzing like 400 year old piano pieces and shit. And I'm just like, dude, I don't give a fuck about this. Like, right. So then I ended up switching over to songwriting because it more aligned with, you know, what I was trying to do. Yeah. Um, I went to school for a while for, uh, music too. I, I told you earlier, I went to, I graduated in PR, but I went for photography and then music and, uh, at UL, it was, you know, a jazz focus, uh, which is super cool, but, uh, you know, again, not really what I was necessarily going for. Um, so yeah, I, I went for performance in jazz bass for, uh, I think two and a half years before I switched over to PR and finished with a minor in music, but it, it, there's something about, uh, theory music theory and like academia that just almost kills it a little bit <laughs> for me yeah absolutely and i think um i think programs are doing a, a disservice to themselves by not um at least curating a path for contemporary stuff you know like for people to make music that people actually want to here nowadays you know like yeah. you know i like Bel- belmont and other schools have like contemporary programs but yeah, yeah like i i ended up my minor ended up being in like it was like a jazz focused guitar i think is officially what it says and it's just like like i like to listen to some jazz music from time to time but it's it's never going to be same with classical like it's never going to be the popular music again you know like you're just you're just churning out music classical music teachers yeah i don't know i didn't mean to (laughs) trying to get myself so you're saying listed by academia so you're saying you don't want to start a jazz trio with me that's what i i just heard (laughs) (laughs) i mean if it's fine yeah we just got to find a drummer, man. We got, we got a jazz trio going. Oh, a half-ass jazz trio. Cause we, neither of us oh, yeah. graduated. <laughs> we'll be the, we'll be the jazz miners. The jazz miners. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I had one songwriting class and I was like super stoked on it. And um, the, I mean, the, the person that taught it is actually like, she, she sings with the time jumpers. Sometimes she's pretty well known. And, um, Louisiana is like a country artist and, and Cajun artist, uh, Yvette Landry, but it just did nothing for me because um, it was an elective songwriting class. So she had to work with like people who didn't know what the hell songwriting was. And then like me, who was already like yeah. writing songs and needed like to be pushed further. So it didn't do much for me. Yeah. She was teaching finger paints and you were trying to learn oils. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we had we had a pretty good teacher at, at MTSU for songwriting. It's it Odie Blackman. Um, so he wrote um, he wrote like a bunch of good songs. Like he wrote "I May Hate Myself in the Morning" by Leanne Womack. Do you know that song? Yeah. So, yeah. So he wrote that, and um, 
Nothing On But The Radio by Gary Allen. He wrote that. He had a few. A few awesome. pretty big a few pretty big hits. And he's a cool dude. And he was very, very helpful. So, like, I think we... I think maybe you had to... I think you had to have prereqs to get in that class. So it wasn't like... I think maybe you had to have had music theory or something already. So it wasn't just like anyone could get in the class, you know? Yeah. That just like never played an instrument before or something. So it was, so it was, it was pretty helpful. I really enjoyed it. What was like the best lesson that you learned out of that? That kind of helped you. Cause I feel like I've had like the school of hard knocks where I've just learned how not to do stuff from just writing so <laughs> many shitty songs. Oh dude, I've, I've spent many years doing that as well and, <laughs> and still am writing a lot of shitty songs. <laughs> um, one that I, that I think about often is, um, keep it simple, stupid. Um, also yeah. there's don't, what is, what is, how did he say it? It was like, don't ruin a good story with the truth or something like that. Dude, I like that. It's <laughs> pretty good. I have to tell people that all the time. Man, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. It's like, who cares? It's just, and just like, we, he got really into like, you know, rhyme schemes and song forms and, and things that I, I think I knew like, intuitively um but to actually have it spelled out in front of you um to really understand because like everyone knows like what a verse and chorus and most people probably even know what a pre-chorus or bridge is you know but yeah but to really like listen to song like like okay find me songs that have this format or songs that have this format. And then to think about, think about the pieces of a song differently. And then once you learn all that, you can start piecing them together in interesting ways. And um, yeah, so that was very helpful as well. I really like slant rhymes and stuff like that. And I, I didn't even know that I was doing that until I started reading like songwriting books, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So it's cool to have like, uh, I guess the, the the educational knowledge of what you're doing, even though you don't know what it's called. Yeah, absolutely. Like to reinforce it. Yeah, yeah, and then it gives it gives more clarity to um, have that vocabulary, I guess, to know why you're doing that and and when you're overdoing it and stuff like that. Kind of paints a, a bigger picture of the structure yeah. of songwriting and another important thing was to keep songs short like nobody wants to hear a five and a half minute long like acoustic song you know, <laughs> that was one of the things that really drilled in us it's like tell that to bob dylan <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there are obvious exceptions for yeah. sure but your general lay songwriter um you know three and a half pretty good mark to shoot for most time yeah 
that's definitely a struggle I have sometimes. <laughs> oh, same. I'll like record a voice memo of something I'm working on. It's like, fuck, how is this six minutes long? I know. <laughs> I gotta yeah. I gotta cut some pieces out. And you're like, and I didn't even add a solo yet. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's definitely yeah, like you said, keep it simple, stupid. I always think of like crazy by you know Willie Nelson or something like that. Uh where you're like I can't remember what the word count is, but it's like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Google it, uh, podcast land, but I think it's like 40 or, or 50 where it's like not many words at all. And it's like one of the oh, most yeah. beautiful and simple songs. Same with like blue eyes crying in the rain. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to, s- a lot of words to say a lot. Yeah. You choose carefully. Uh, Willie Nelson's certainly one of my, um, idols. Like, I find myself picking a lot of taking a lot of his like, cause even songs that he didn't write, like he would structure like in an interesting way. And it was something that I always, he's someone I always pay attention to. Like I always think about, um, always on my mind. Yeah. Um, how that song, the chorus is one line. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You that's true. And you don't think about it. It just moves so smoothly until the end and i mean you don't think about it unless you're playing through it and just how much how simple of a song that can be and how beautiful it is too it's just yeah i was uh i was uh 36 years old before i realized that he wrote hello walls so (laughs) he's written so many good songs man definitely has but yeah what's what's your favorite willie album um i would have to say the sound in your mind is probably my favorite one do you know that one um is that from like 70s i think so it's the one it starts off with um lucky old son is the first track I'm gonna have to look it up now. That's that's probably my one of my, my favorite Nelson recording of all time is Lucky Old Son. You'll have to look that one up. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up now and listen to it today because I'm not sure if I have listened to it that much. Uh, mine's definitely probably Shotgun Willie. I think it's just Shotgun so good. Willie's good. Redheaded, uh, red-headed, red-headed stranger. stranger. Yeah, deserves a mention. Um, I have a couple on vinyl from my, I mean, I have on cassette from my dad and, uh, dang, he has so many albums. I think he has like 40 studio albums too. Oh, it's ridiculous. Those dudes back then, like they just go in and make a record in a day, you know? Like, yeah. Just yeah, go have- in and live track everything. It's like, all right. Well, we'll see you in three months when we make another one. Yeah, I know. It's the same with Merle. Like, he's got so many, not as many as Willie, but he's got so many albums. Oh, yeah. Um, I just bought um, Willie's Somewhere Over the Rainbow vinyl from the cave a couple weeks ago. Dude, that's you awesome. You know that one? Yeah, I have it the, on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> the album cover just cracks me up so hot, so much. Yeah, he's got the New Balance just, on. 
<laughs> just bell bottoms and, and new balance. Just like, dude, did, did no one tell you you were going out for a, an album cover shoot, shoot today? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, just, just so, but so cool at the same time because he's just like, I don't give a fuck, you know? He, yeah. He didn't care. I mean, that's literally what yeah. he wears even today. Oh, yeah. We, uh, Tyler, uh, I was with Tyler Childers and he opened up for Willie in New Braunfels down in Texas. Yeah. And I actually got to strum Willie Nelson's guitar. Trigger? It was, yeah. It oh, was, shit. Uh, it was, it was left on, it was on stage and just like under a tarp and like nobody was around. And I was like, well, I've got to touch it. You know, like, I, I can't not. So I just reached in there and just like, vroom, you know, just rung the strings. and was like, I did it. I did it. Nobody can say it. I did it. <laughs> you all saw me. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Ah, I haven't seen Willie live yet. That He got his first shot, though, so. Yeah, he's he's still like I mean it's it's something I'm glad I, I saw, but he is a he's a frail old man nowadays. He basically just like talks his entire set, you know, like he can't really sing much anymore. Yeah, he can't smoke anymore either. He, uh, he's he's vaping now, I reckon. I think he's doing edibles maybe. I don't know. But he stopped he stopped smoking. That's crazy. I think. I think somebody told us he was on. Oh, he's vaping. Um, like cartridges nowadays oh, okay. is what he's doing. Man. Um. So yeah, you you uh you got your new record coming out. Um. Do you have any videos for it? Anything uh, to look forward to that we can uh, point uh, everyone in the direction of? We we have an idea for a for a music video that we've certainly. We thought, you know, COVID would have cleared out by now, so we'd be able to shoot it. But so, so at the moment, no, there are no. There'll be like, you know, just general, like, um, just YouTube generic video with the, you know, album artwork. But yeah, no, no music videos or anything in the works, unfortunately. And it'll be out on Bandcamp. Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere they got it. Uh, TikTok. I think that's <laughs> that's what that's what you that's what you want to get on nowadays. Apparently, yeah, that's, that's making stars left and right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put it on TikTok. I'm gonna <laughs> lip sync or do a dance or something. Yeah, I just got to figure out how to use it. I'm gonna hey. take it over. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm definitely like older millennial generation. I don't know. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's a lot of things about it. it. Just my my girlfriend watches a lot of TikTok videos, and I'm just like, I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I'm like, it's why like, is this I, funny? <laughs> it's like, it's like. Then I look in the mirror and I find a hair on my ear, and it's like, oh no. Dude, I, got, I got my first white turning beard. Turning into a dad. Oh, yeah. oh, you just now got your first white beard? Yeah, yeah. Man. It freaked me out, man. 
I've had white beard hairs coming up for probably since I was 20 years old. <laughs> well, I went bald. Good jeans, like I guess. Well, I, I started going bald at 23, so uh, thinning out up there. So I guess, you know, God gave me a break on the white hairs for a oh, while. That's good. Good on you. Well, thanks for coming out, man. Um, really looking forward to the new album. Uh, and I, I put, uh, so I have the Americana Highways playlist on Spotify, the Backrose playlist, and I put one of uh, your older singles on there. And um, I'll definitely add uh, one from the new album when it comes out in February. Um, and definitely, you know, come back on once we can meet in person. We'll shoot some videos and, and do some more chatting. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I appreciate you having me. Good to be here. All right, everyone. That's it for this week on Americana Station. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed so you get the next updates. We have the Rough and Tumble and Eric Bolander coming up on the podcast soon. Uh, go and visit the Americana Highways Backroads playlist on uh, Spotify. And you'll get some uh, new... I'm going to be updating that today, later today. So uh, check that out. You'll get some new music on there. Um, and make sure you rate and review us. Help us get up there on the podcast. we got to beat out Keekers and Ferg. Um, and the, oh, the Hippies and Cowboys podcast too. got to beat them out. You know, Make sure that we're staying number one uh, up on here. But also check out those podcasts. Just make sure that you uh, rate and review mine and not theirs. Just kidding. Do, do theirs too. Do theirs too. Uh, okay, thanks so much for being so supportive. I really appreciate uh, all of your support. Make sure you uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Send me some uh, suggestions of who you'd like to see on the show. Uh, tell me what you like about the show and what you don't like about the show. What should I change? Or what should I add to it? I appreciate you, um, and we'll see you next time with uh, The Rough and Tumble. I've just got a little Just got a little dirt in my...